The men in black have a rich history within ufology. Their origins date back to the Harold Dahl UFO incident of 1947. And if that case has taught us anything, it's that they may not be as harmless as we think. After Dahl's encounter with the donut-shaped UFOs that dropped slag-like material on his boat, he received a visit from a mysterious man in a black suit. They went to breakfast, and Dahl was told that if he didn't shut up about the UFO incident, bad things would happen. And bad things did indeed happen. Dahl's son disappeared for a few days. He was found in Montana, bussing tables with no memory of how he got there. Harold Dahl lost out on contracts which greatly affected his business, and his wife allegedly pulled a knife on him. Since that day in 1947, the men in black have become a prominent part of the UFO phenomenon. Numerous eyewitnesses claim to have run-ins with these mysterious figures. In 1967, a motorist named Robert Richardson received two visits from the men in black after a head-on collision with a UFO. Richardson found a piece of metal wedged into the front bumper of his car. Soon after, he got into contact with APRO, who had it tested by the Colorado Project. One of the men Richardson had a run-in with said that if he wanted his wife to stay as pretty as she was, he should get that piece of metal back. Thirty years later, the Men in Black would hit the mainstream with the release of the Men in Black film in 1997. Their image as UFO silencers would transform into that of Earth's greatest protectors. Over the last decade, their nature has only become more mysterious. UFO researcher Nick Redfern has collected a handful of reports that claim witnesses received a visit from the shadowy figures after consulting with a Ouija board. Even cryptozoologists have had run-ins with the men in black. One in particular received a visit after a sighting of the Loch Ness Monster in Scotland. The most puzzling incident, though, wouldn't involve mysterious men at all, but a woman, a gargoyle, and the tomb of King Arthur. My name is Rob Christofferson, and this is the Our Strange Guys Podcast. Colin Perks had a fascination with King Arthur. He became enamored by the legends of the British king when he was a child. By the time he was 30, Colin had amassed one of the largest libraries of King Arthur literature, and through his studies became convinced that the fabled king was real. He believed that Arthur lived during the 5th and 6th centuries, and was instrumental in fighting off the Saxons in the early 500s. Colin believed that he could locate King Arthur's final resting place, 
based on a series of ciphers and codes he had been given by a fellow researcher in 1978. The ciphers led him to the town of Glastonbury, where he wasted little time searching the woods for the king's tomb. It wouldn't be long before someone took notice. Late one evening in September of 2000, Colin received a phone call from a woman who wanted to discuss his research. They made plans to meet at 7 p.m. two evenings later. Colin noted how odd the woman sounded on the phone, and two days later, a knock at the door startled the man. He was greeted by a beautiful woman between 35 and 40 years old. She was pale with long black hair. She wore an expensive-looking black suit and an emotionless expression on her face. She identified herself as Sarah Key and claimed that a group of ruling elite had been keeping an eye on Colin. She had a stern warning for Colin Perks. Cease your Arthurian research immediately. He protested. He told her that he wouldn't and doubted that such a collective even existed. She responded by listing off everything Colin had done in the last day and even recited a list of pubs he had recently visited. She disclosed that Arthur's tomb was built atop a supernatural portal, and that it served as a defense system to prevent otherworldly beings from invading Earth and wreaking havoc. Her demeanor became more menacing, and she warned that she would return if he didn't cease his activities. After she left, Colin decided to take a bit of a break. But two months later, he continued searching the woods of Glastonbury for the tomb. While traveling from Bath one day, Colin was confronted by a monstrous, gargoyle-like creature in the middle of the road. It had the wings of a bat and blazing red eyes, like that of the famed Mothman. Colin was not dissuaded, though, and he hit the accelerator intending to run down the creature. It merely vanished in the middle of the road before he could. A week later, the creature made an appearance in Colin's bedroom. He awoke feeling pure terror. He was paralyzed, and he could see hands gripping his wrists. The monstrous creature loomed above him with its flaming red eyes, and telepathically told Colin to cease digging in the woods. The creature then disappeared completely for the final time. Though Colin didn't give up researching the Arthurian legends, he was never quite the same. And in 2009, he died unexpectedly while walking around Stonehenge. It's unclear if the gargoyle played a part in his death. It was known that Colin Perks was a heavy chain smoker. But it's not entirely clear what made Colin Perks smoke in the first place. This bonus minisode was written and produced by me. Our theme song was composed by Big Cats with additional music from Blue Dot Sessions, and our logo was designed by Desdemona Howard. Thanks so much for listening.
Duvid Media.